Long, way outside for the three. He's got it. He's got it. It's good. Season for Texas, they finished 34 and 0. The number one ranked team from beginning to end, winning their first NCAA championship. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Texas 24 podcast on the Dave Campbell's Podcast Network. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Here for our first off-season podcast, mm-hmm. I guess maybe technically second if you include the awards, the two award shows we did, but I'm going to cl- count this as my our first. So how, how are you doing today-ish? I'm doing good. Uh, my, my son's got their first win the postseason last night uh, against uh, New Orleans, a little, little dicey in the third quarter, but, you know, dub to dub, uh, one as uh, every Suns fan's tweeting now because they Get, they've been very cocky. Uh, one, one, one win out of sixteen, down. So trust me. Well, I think I think I remember back in like twenty fourteen or fifteen, whenever I think it was twenty four, thirteen or fourteen. Uh, when one of the Spurs runs, uh, yeah. where they got cocky. I think it was twenty thirteen, where they had the checklist and you like you just check off one out of sixteen. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Spurs got went up three two in the Heat series, obviously. So it was like fifteen of them checked off. Mm-hmm. and then they just, they just never checked off 16 i was like why are we doing this we don't we don't have to do this even like 13 year old me or however old i was 15 year old me i was like we don't have to do this yep um, and then well then they then they went on their little then they went on their little revenge tour uh the next year yeah so i didn't see as many of those those uh those checklists anymore <laughs> <laughs> the, the pain can't afford, will, will that. Can't afford that yeah i can't do back-to-back years but um yeah, plenty of, I mean, the NBA playoffs going on. Uh, maybe we'll do some some Texas players showing out um, at that point. Uh, Jackson Hayes starting for the Pelicans, obviously. Mm-hmm. Plenty of other players that I don't want to, you know, have to search my memory bank and think about. Native out. Texan, uh, Tyrese Maxey. Oh, man. Playing, he's that's been my so guy. good. That's he's been so good. So good. Ever since, I will just, that's the greatest, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen was watching him score 40, was a 48 in the state yeah. semifinal. I mean, Jesus. Ooh. Yeah, he, he and he's been so like, I love that. I think last year the rumor was like that he was supposed to be in, if they were to trade for James Harden last year, I think he would have been involved in that mm-hmm. trade. Um, an incredible move keeping him because he is he is a star like yeah. he is the future that point guard position for them. Definitely better to give up Ben Simmons than Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Hot take. Um but we are going to talk transfer portal today. I mean, as everybody knows, in college athletics, transfer portal is all of the rage. I mean, everybody's jumping in it. I think I saw a number that it was pretty much the same as last year as far as uh, men's basketball players in the transfer portal. I mean, we're sitting at over 1,000 at this point. I, I looked at a number, I think, on the women's side, because when we, we you look at the website I sent you, I think they broke it down into – power five and non-power five and i believe only like 200 or so are from power five and then eight 800 or so are from the non-power five um mm-hmm. which there are more you know conferences on the men on in basketball than in football so it's a little different but let's start with the men here and i have three categories here i've uh, still in the portal made transfer uh, made decision and new entries since the i think we did this on april 6th i believe it was yeah so let, let's go over the players still in the portal uh, that we've covered before. Terrence Shannon, Courtney Ramey, Montre Gibson, who I think Montre Gibson. No, he hasn't announced. Montre Gibson, Marjorie McBride, Caleb Asbury, Francisco Farabello, and Robbie Armbruster from uh, Houston. The, that's the group that's still in the portal. Are you surprised that they haven't made a decision yet? Um. No, not really. I think that when you look at some of the guys like Caleb Asbury, who I wonder, I wonder how many of them are like waiting for like, if there's like, once I get my, that power five offer, right? Like somebody like a Caleb uh, Asbury, who I don't know if he will, but I I, I don't know. I, I'm not too surprised yet, at least. Um We'll talk about some bigger, some some uh, bigger names that have come up in the transfer portal recently. 
I think it's okay to take some time because like typically a lot of these guys, I mean, you know, Marjorie McBride, Caleb Asbury, Montre Gibson, like they weren't the most sought after out of high school. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think we saw this uh, in football with uh, uh, Cameron Ward from UIW. Right. Yeah. I remember he took a while and he was taking visits to Ole Miss to Florida and he, he ended up just following his coach to Washington state. Um, but because he hadn't, he hadn't experienced that recruiting uh, uh, buzz coming out of high school. Right. He was yeah. like, he ran like the, the triple option or something. So like nobody cared yes, about a quarterback <laughs> at college. So like, um, so he was taking, he was making the most of his opportunity. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys are just like, you know, they probably know where they're going, but they're like, uh, yeah, I'll take a free flight to wherever. Like, you know, if they're willing to come show me out. Yeah. If you want to convince me, go ahead. But um, I think a lot of these guys are just like experiencing that for the first time. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure what Terrence Shannon's situation is or Ramey's, honestly. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did Ramey declare for the, the, the draft at all and then say? I think Ramey's, I think he declared and then simultaneously announced. The, that's what like all of these are at the same time like right. a lot of them are simultaneous announcements for the draft and portal at once so i think that was Ramey's situation i don't know shannon's situation um i think terrence shannon just uh, was uh only portal. i think i think only. it was the same i think i think he announced the portal because it was the weird one where it was after the after the uh uh oh my after the game it was after the when they got eliminated yes yes and so people were like oh this is weird um but i think he ended up let me that's, see. that's why i thought shannon was only portal so half of the battle in listing this is figuring out who's doing what exactly mm-hmm. but i think if we assume that all these players are only portal shannon being portal i've seen a lot of rankings of he's like top five player in the portal like we talked about this last podcast we can cover that mm-hmm. i'm you can listen to the last podcast if you want to our takes on that we were concerned with his ability to play at like a Kentucky or something like that. So Terrence Shannon, Courtney Ramey, I am a little surprised that they haven't found a spot because I feel like a lot of the top players are kind of picking their spots. And it Mm -hmm. obviously, as it always is in recruiting, it's a domino effect, right? That wherever the top, whenever the top guys make their decisions, then those schools start to cross off teams. And then the next schools start to get their team players in and whatnot. Um, We talked about last podcast, uh, we talked about all these guys pretty much. Uh, Marjorie Mar- McBride, Montre Gibson, Caleb Asbury, Francisco Farabello. I have all of them on a very, very similar level. Um, you could play at a low, P- a low, high major, or you could play at a like a school like UAB, which I ha- I saw offered Caleb Asbury. I think that'd be a pretty interesting fit mm-hmm. um, at UAB. At UAB, just got obviously LSU guard Eric Gaines. We'll see if Jordan Walker comes back or not. Um, but that would be pretty nasty. Uh, so, yeah, that that's pretty much the group that is still in the portal. I, I included Robbie Armbruster there from Houston just because he's a name from Houston that people don't really know about. He didn't play much, but I think he is, does have talent nonetheless. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see. But that's the group that's still in the portal. It, also, it looks like, at least according to uh, verbal commits, uh, Farabello did commit to Creighton. So Okay, the, there you go. So that, that transitions nicely into players that have made a decision now for Farbello to Creighton Jalen Tyson from Texas to tech might be the biggest move. Um, and then Samuel Williamson from Louisville to SMU former five-star Sam Williamson. Um, I actually watched his game in high school. I watched the game of his on the same night that I watched Maxie his senior year. I watched mm-hmm. Williamson at Rockwall. I believe he was at um or rock wall heath i never know I, I never know the difference between the two rock walls one of the rock walls williamson was at he was rock wall. Uh, rock wall yeah there you go um so yeah williamson tyson farbello have all made the decisions uh who do you want to start with um let's go with williamson a little bit because i think this is a pretty big pretty big get for smu um obviously they're trying to I don't say remake their roster because they you know it, it's a new head coach um it is kind of um, I do wonder who from that team last year it was a lot of like, you know, seniors put together. Um, and I don't think this is a bad move. Um, he didn't really take off the way, obviously you want a five-star to it at Louisville, but he's somebody who's clearly talented. I think uh, SMU is the perfect landing spot, similar to like how maybe Kendrick Davis needed another landing spot after leaving TCU. Uh, I do know they're also in for, 
Oh God, there's a tennis. Uh, they're in for Brandon Huntley Hatfield from Tennessee, mm-hmm. Tennessee, another five star. Um, I believe he's they, he announced his top five and they're in it. So SMU could be landing potentially two five star transfers in the same offseason. Um, but yeah, like I, I I think that's a great get for them. And you know, I'm I'm really curious to see what that roster gets. Um, how that roster gets made if Kendrick Davis leaves and, you know, cause I think Kendrick Davis says he still could come back. Right. I don't know. Yeah, if he officially said I, that. I, Portal slash draft is what I have him at. Okay. So, I mean, like, you know, it, by whatever chance if Kendrick Davis comes back, I don't think he will, but um, I'm curious to see what Rob Lanier kind of builds there at, in his first year. Hey, there's nothing wrong. If you're SMU, there's nothing wrong with taking five stars that didn't work out at other places. No. <laughs> like, there's, like, we, I mean, Kendrick Davis is a prime example here. There's nothing wrong with taking super talented players that maybe just didn't put up stats or didn't put up roles or didn't have big roles at big schools. Like, mm-hmm. getting, if you, like, Sam Williamson, like, I'm going to throw Jalen Tyson here. He was a high four star at going to tech. I mean, even for tech, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're SMU and you're able to get these types of players once a year, like yeah. a Sam Williamson, like a player who obviously has an edge on him to try to obviously for draft purposes, but also just to make his name in college basketball mm-hmm. after not playing for two years. I mean, this is a huge gift for, for SMU. And you, you mentioned it. If Kendrick Davis comes back, that's a disgusting duo um, along with whatever else um, they're able to bring in. So I just want to say that that's there's nothing wrong with that. So if, right. if, if anybody looks at that, like, oh, they're just getting leftovers from Louisville and whoever, Kentucky or whatever. Yeah. Sure. So <laughs> like, I mean, they're in a they're in the American right now, which Houston and will be leaving and pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And so you can just run that conference with Sam Williamson and Kendrick Davis at level players. I mean, they're not all going to pan out to be right. Kendrick Davis, but that's a huge home run swing and you, you take that 10 times out of 10. So um, mm-hmm. that's, that's good for them. Jalen Tyson, uh, he wasn't a five-star, but I mean, 97 from 24, seven sports and 98, six, eight from the composite. I mean, that's about as close as you can get number 36 player in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly thought there was a shot that he comes in and, and helped Texas next year on, on the wing because we knew they had the guards we knew they had the the, the bigs and but they never mm-hmm. really put anybody in those wing spots you know last year right. um and he's six six out of plano i mean only one i mean he i'm assuming he, he registered because I, he didn't play any games so you have four years of eligibility here going to tech that is that's a huge gift for adams i, I yeah i agree and i wonder like <sighs> Are we worried about because I, I was I was hesitating to say this when he took the job originally, but are we worried about Chris Beard and highly touted recruits yet? Because I always go back to the Namari Burnett thing at Texas Tech. Five-star recruit, their first ever five-star recruit, transfers after one year, just like, hey, this style isn't for me. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Obviously, it's different. He, I'm not, you know, Andrew Jones was a tie, high, highly tied recruit, but he didn't obviously commit under Chris Beard. I think it's different when you have veterans, right? Like Marcus Carr and, and Trey Mitchell and all those guys who were highly tied recruits, and they went to Texas afterward. They went to play under Chris Beard after a couple of years. I, I don't know if it's a thing yet, but Namari Burnett and now, um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Jalen Tyson committing out of high school saying eh, this isn't for me and then going somewhere else after a year i want to put a pin in that because i just want to see how that pans out obviously chris beard is going to recruit well at texas he has arterial morris coming in he has you know a couple other uh, uh they have a good class coming in yep. but i do wonder if maybe that style might turn a couple guys straight out of high school off a little bit in that in terms of that highly touted range well, I, I think he knows, and I, I think he's aware that the offense has to be better sure. than what it was this mm-hmm. past year. Whether that means bringing in more versatile players, whether that means um, just opening up your system more, yeah. however you got to do it, the offense ha- can't be, and it was 26th in Kimpom, which, I mean, anything outside the top 25, you're not going to win a ton of games. And we, and we know from their style, right, even if it was ranked the 26th offense, they were 169th in effective field goal percentage. I mean, 
they they relied on a lot of things that didn't feel sustainable. They're 215th and three point percentage. Like they just didn't feel like an offense that you could trust in mm-hmm. games that mattered. And so you go into the future. I Chris Beard, while it's never been his thing to be an offensive coach, he's still at tech. They had a couple years where they had some solid top 10 offenses. And now you're gonna mm-hmm. have the talent. This is and I so I'm I'm agreeing with you in that we have mm-hmm. to take into account. I just think it's a it could be even bigger of a conversation where like if you don't figure out the offense in general, it doesn't matter what talent you have on this team, you're not gonna win games. We right. saw that with Marcus Carr. So mm-hmm. you, that is a byproduct of Chris Beard of the pressure that's on Chris Beard to figure out the offensive side of the ball here, like to figure out the pace, what's the right pace. Can we just get, can we play at the 250th pace instead of the 350th pace? You know, that might be the difference in four points a game to where you can get some, some easier buckets. Like it's such a big difference watching the NBA to college for multiple reasons. But for one, there's, Anytime you see a like a one-on-one in transition or a, even like a two-on-two or two, one-on-two at times, mm-hmm. they're just taking it to the rim, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just an athlete and you can get fouled, you can finish. There's a lot of things that could happen here. And we talked about it at length last year. There was never those moments where you're like, oh, just let X go make a play. Go right. let X go try to do something in transition here. So yeah, that's uh, the biggest – That's turning like that micro problem, which could very well be a problem into kind of a more of a macro thing in that Chris Beard just has to figure it out. Like he's going to, like you said, he's going to get the talent. It's what he's going to do with it at this point. And if he doesn't figure it out, then yeah, players will continue to transfer out. So hmm. it is a, a concern moving forward, but Jalen Tyson's tech. I mean, that's, we'll, we'll have to see the whole roster construction here, obviously sure, sure. before we figure out like, Oh, Tyson's a starter, but on paper, you know, I would assume if Shannon's gone, I mean, their whole, their, their, their whole I was about team's to say they're out of eligibility. Like 28, like, <laughs> yeah, their whole team's out of eligibility at this point. I would assume Jalen Tyson comes in to start, but who knows what right. 25 year olds are on the transfer portal right now that, <laughs> that Beard's looking at. Like, hey, you I mean, Kendrick, me. da- well, we can talk about Kendrick Davis. <laughs> there you go. Transition right into it. Who's, who's Kendrick Davis looking at? Yep. Oh, man. Uh, Kendrick, da- uh, who's not, looking at Kendrick Davis right now is the better question. Um, so yeah, he, of course, we mentioned he entered the portal, huge loss for SMU. I believe, I mean, he's talked about like the possibility of going back. I think it's pretty, I don't know. I'd be shocked if he went back. He's done everything he can for SMU. Um, SMU has moved on from Tim Jankovic, which I know was a big thing for him too. So I think he is more or less officially done there. Uh, with that being said, Apparently, every damn program is trying to get Kendrick Davis, which I don't blame them. Uh, let me see if I have the tweet up right now. He's oh, on, I know he's on, an official, he's on an official visit to Tech this week or yesterday, I believe it was. Um, and I believe Memphis had recently come up on the radar. But here's – okay, here are the number of teams oh, God. <laughs> that are in, according to John Rothstein. Okay. This was on April 13th, so there have been more teams since then. Yes. Texas Tech, Kansas, North Carolina, Texas, Houston, TCU, Florida, Purdue, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Gonzaga, DePaul, Xavier, Texas A&M, North Carolina State, Memphis, Maryland, Villanova, Oregon, BYU, Kansas State, Duke, Georgetown, Louisville. Everybody wants them some Kendrick Davis. 24 teams that you just named. That, and you know they, what he should I mean, do? More or less the consensus top transfer available. Like, yeah. Yeah, him, him, or the pack from uh from K State. I mean, to me, yeah, the that's top true. Two. Yep. Anybody, yep. and I've seen a lot of them have Kendrick lower than like outside the top five, and I'm just like, no. you know, I I covered Brandon Murray here at LSU. I'm taking yeah. Kendrick Davis over Brandon Murray at LSU. No offense to Brandon Murray, you know. Um, right, he played he played in the same conference as Houston and was the best player in the conference. Like, <laughs> like I I don't get anybody who has Kendrick Davis outside the top five. I mean, whatever, but right. um. Yeah, he should just narrow down to a top five and then do a lottery on ESPN two. Have do a, sign do a signing day show. Yeah, sign with clutch and then just have a lot of the lottery balls. Sign with clutch and and just and just grab one out. Be like, this is my new school. And so, imagine. so I'm seeing, I'm seeing a. Uh, 
a lot of like people, obviously try, a lot of fans like really want, you know, fantasy booking their, their team's lineup with Kendrick Davis there. My favorite so far, I think has been TCU. I think my favorite. So, cause you got uh, somebody put point guard, Mike miles, combo guard, Kendrick Davis, you know, whoever they can both play, whatever position, yeah. uh, Damian bow, Emmanuel Miller and Eddie Lampkin. And I'm like, ah, oh, I want that. <laughs> what want what are the odds that that happens? Like what, like Mike Miles coming back first of all, this first, and then off the bench they got PJ Haggerty coming in from high school. Chuck O'Bannon, Micah Peavy, give me, give me that. This is like give a Texas all You make make good, make good with Kendrick Davis, right? Make good because he had to leave, so make good with him. And then hey. and then and then. And then we got something. We got something. It's, get Sonny Dykes over there to talk to him about right? yeah, coming, no. the SMU to TCU thing. You know, that, that's like, got to be a bro, thing. I'm, I was in the same boat as you. <laughs> I, I did everything I could at that school as well. And you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and you, me and you, we're the same. But <laughs> Sonny Dykes telling Kendrick Davis we're the same is crazy. <laughs> that's insane. Uh, but, but okay, yeah. so let's, let's talk. Let's like out of those teams, you know, who do you you have the list in front of you yeah 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 narrow down narrow down to your top three for him i was gonna okay i'll narrow down my top three and then i'll give you my one i think he'll go to versus the one i want him to go to okay so my top three for him are gonna be tcu oh man oh this is tough i wouldn't go to a kentucky if i were him I don't think I would either. I mean, they do again. need guard help, but well, I don't, oh, Kentucky's not on the list, so. Oh, I, I, I don't have to list in front of me. I'm just thinking of the okay. big schools. What big school did you name that was blue? Duke. Duke. There you go. Yeah. Duke, uh, Kansas, I don't know if I'd and North Carolina are the probably the – and Villanova are the blue bloods. I don't know if I'd go to Duke. We saw Jeremy Roach at Duke take a backseat as the guard the whole time, and then the That's one time true. he had a good game, they're like, oh, yeah, he's on the team. I could see that happening. Oh, you sent me um, Beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to go TCU, Oklahoma – Oh, uh, okay. We joked about this all fair. Yeah. Where I was like, they should have a filter where it's just nobody who's in the top 50 in defense and only teams that are in the top 30 in offense. Yes. I don't know who that, I don't know who that applies to on this list. Purdue. Purdue's definitely. Oh, that is. Yeah. That, definitely hey, if Jaden Ivey didn't have to, gone. if he didn't have to play defense, then Kendrick won't have to play defense. Uh, so Purdue TCU, I don't, TCU is obviously a good defensive team. This, that was a joke, but, um, you know, Kansas could be interesting. I was thinking Kansas too. That might be a very interesting one. You get in the big 12 where you play in Texas a lot. So if some people want to see you in get Texas, the national spotlight, I mean, and you, I mean, like, I mean, Bill Self lets his dudes play too. Oh, they do. Oh, they play. They Actually, play. you know what? Okay, I'm taking off Oklahoma. TCU, Kansas, Texas A&M. Those are my three. Ew, A&M. I got A&M. I can't go there. A- Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I mean, I would love for him to go to OU or Gonzaga. What? Right? Like that's that, that, those are my three like realistic picks. I think for him. Now, the one I want him to like, if I was, if I was. If I was like, it was a my player career, and yes. like Kendrick Davis was my created player, yeah. I would like he would be thrown to Villanova, right? Like I would be like, can you can you pick me up today, Jay Wright? Like can you pick me up right now he's, in the middle but of he doesn't whatever he's taking it. Let's, right let's just continue this. Let's extend these hypotheticals. Sure, sure. I don't know. He doesn't play like Colin Gillespie. He doesn't play like Jalen Brunson. I want him to get shots, bro. Oh, but okay, he can shoot at Kansas. He can shoot at Purdue. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, my my, top my three, realistic pick is TCU. I think he does go to TCU. Yeah, I think there's the, the realistic options are probably in Texas. Yeah. And, and oh, I, oh, I forgot Jerome Tang's at Kansas State now. Kansas State's not on the list. Yeah, they are. Bottom. Oh, they bottom, are. Bottom. bottom. Oh, man. I might take – okay, I'm, I'm going to put Kansas State over Texas A&M. <laughs> Because like Jerome, I we feel like no Jerome idea. Tang. What is we what? have no, we have no idea. No, no, no. What? I'm saying, I'm saying we have no idea like how to narrow this list down. Oh no, absolutely not. We also have no idea about his insight. So this is like completely speculating. Inside but I do think Jerome Tang like has a has that pull with a lot of players, especially now, you know, being in Texas or in Texas for so long at Baylor. More fun. Name three that you can eliminate right now. Oh, BYU. Yep. Off the top. Off the top. Uh DePaul. I, I'm getting ready at NC State. 
Sorry. I don't know why they're on this yeah. list. <laughs> you just hate, hate NC State. Uh, I'm going to get rid of Georgetown, too. Patrick Ewing, I'm sorry, bro. The thing is, they Probably did just get Brandon Murray from Lou LSU. So that's a that's a decent backcourt there. He they could pitch him on that one. Maybe, uh, but I mean Kendrick, like, I don't know. Kendrick Davis, he's in his he's is like this is it, bro. Like uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, let's get Brandon Murray's got some years. Brandon Murray's got some years I agree. to turn right. things around. So you're I'm gonna right. go, I'm gonna go George to knock him off right Georgetown. now. BYU, Georgetown, and DePaul. DePaul. Yeah, those are the those are the three. I'm cool with that. I'll yeah. throw NC State in there. But anybody else here? We haven't even mentioned Texas. I know. That's because I don't want him to go. <laughs> I don't want him to go to Texas or Texas Tech, if we're being honest. I don't need him going to those slow-paced schools, man. <laughs> oh, man. You saw what happened with Marcus Carr. I don't need that happening oh, with Kendrick Davis, boy. man. Oh, boy. Can you imagine Kendrick Davis walking the ball up the court with averaging 11 a game? And I thought that's they happening didn't... at both Tech and Texas. Okay, yeah. that's happening. I'm not. No, we're not doing that. We're, we're not, not doing it. it. We're not. Um, no offense, Houston. No offense, Tech. I don't need y'all. I mean, Houston already has like guards anyway. So All right, well, let those continue to eliminate Texas Tech. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma State plays too much defense. Way too much defense. That's right. Um, anybody else? I mean, I don't. We don't want them to go to Memphis. So let's just cross off Memphis. Yeah, I don't. For the want heck to go of to it. Memphis either. Uh, Xavier did just hire. Sean Miller. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe okay. the, rest these, the rest of these I'm cool with. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty much me, okay with my player. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Gonzaga. Purdue. Houston, Houston's physical as hell. Um, I know. And like, they also have like a bunch of guards and like, yeah, that's tough. Uh, probably TCU. Probably TCU. My Is realistic it? pick would be TCU. If I had to pick one school, that if, I think it is TCU. And if you want to play in the SEC, I mean, it depends how much he cares about location, A&M or Florida. True, yeah. I mean, that's up to you. Because I was thinking, like, he's a Houston guy. Like, is A&M close enough, yeah. you know, to where he feels home for him? Um, I don't interesting. know. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, Kendrick, give us a call if you ever want us to run through your options. Listen, I, I, I basically put uh, – I told you this before. If he goes somewhere out of state, we're doing like a Kendrick Davis update like weekly. <laughs> Kendrick Davis We've update. invested so much in this kid <laughs> over the past year. Bro, yes, yes. All right, Kendrick, just just let us know when you're making your decision so we can we can be ready. <laughs> we should also get into some of these other transfers. <laughs> yeah, no, there's others on the list here. There's others on the list here. The Kendrick Davis podcast featuring uh, these other guys. All right, yeah. uh, do Jang, uh, which I never know if I'm saying his name right, but do Jang, right. uh, close enough. Uh, and Darius McNeil from UTSA, both of them in the portal. Um, both, I mean, Dang at time was was the best player on UTSA. You know, mm -hmm. Jacob Germany was was good, obviously. Um, but that makes those two, and we have to remember Jordan Ivy Curry entered the portal during the season. Right, was a starter. So that's pretty much three starters. Like McNeil, I don't know his exact stats as far as starting goes, but mm -hmm. he's a he's a solid player. I mean, we're talking three starters from a team that went that didn't win many games at all. Right. And uh, they McNeil kept the coach, six uh, points, two rebounds, and two assists. Okay. So, so you lose those three. You keep Henson mm -hmm. around for UTSA. We don't have to talk with you too much about UTSA, but uh I think these are – I think Dang is a guy who I could see going up a bit, um, mm -hmm. maybe staying in Conference USA, maybe like a Rice maybe, or, you know, I could even see North Texas in theory uh, throwing yeah. a bench uh, rotation spot his way because he played well at times for UTSA. So um, I don't have too much else on them. Anything on, on UTSA? Uh, not really. I mean, I think Ju Jang is the kind of the, the treasure of that transfer group. Um, yeah, North Texas doesn't – doesn't seem bad. I know he played high school in North Carolina, so I don't know if that, you know, some getting out east will be a little bit, you know, if he wants to go to like Charlotte, you know, Charlotte or somewhere like that. Um, potentially, maybe. Um, didn't have the best percentages, but he, you know, I don't know how much that's down to him because, you know, UTSA just wasn't very good. I mean, look so at, look at the very least. Yeah, it's like at the like, right at, at the very least you're know. adding a double digit score. So like you know, there's there's room for on plenty of teams for him. So. Yeah, and I know he's. I think he also received a eligibility. Like like he had to apply for eligibility. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think he's maintaining his junior status. I think. 
Yeah. So okay. Um, Sule Boom from UTEP. Yeah. Is, is the bigger name here? Um, I don't have his offers up in front of me. I don't know. I don't know if he if he I don't know if there was anything tweeted out right. Him. But that's a player that I could see going a lot of places. Yeah. Like I could see him going up to a degree. I could see mm-hmm. him staying kind of parallel, but also, you know, maybe going, um, having a, I mean, he had a big role at UTEP. He scored 19 a game at UTEP. I, it has to be a step up right at this point. You're not going parallel because mm-hmm. they won too. They won 11 games in conference. It's not like they were a bad team. So where do we think Sule Boom's like realistic expectation level should be for, for portal? I, I would not be shocked if he took a, a lateral move to maybe a more stable team. And I don't mean that to say like, as a, as a criticism of Joe Golding, I just think like, you know, UTEP is a rebuilding quote, rebuilding team, right? He's still trying to get his style of players in there. Um, and they're not a guarantee to contend in Conference USA, of course. And so, like, I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up at a school like UAB, right? Where it's like, is it that much more of a spotlight? I don't know, but you could probably you could probably win the conference again, yeah. you know? Because um, I don't know. I don't know. When you go from being a star at UTEP and the kind of, you know, all-conference player, I don't know if you can just go to, like, Oklahoma and, like, be cool with, like, 20 minutes a game, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I wouldn't be shocked if he, I mean, LaTeX losing guys, like I could see him going to a LaTeX and being like, yeah, I'll play, you know, I'll, I'll go and score 15 a game here instead of 20 or whatever. Um, I wouldn't, he, and, and I, I think where do you, he transferred from uh, San Francisco. So like, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he goes out West again. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think he's an interesting case of like, I could see either way. He doesn't strike me as somebody who needs like that big exposure. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I have no clue because I, I think you're right on all accounts. I mean, could I see him going to like Arizona State? Sure. Yeah. Like I was about to say he's him, from Oakland, so like if yeah, he just goes I, out back to California. Going back west somewhere. Um, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he goes back to San Francisco. Who knows? But uh yeah, I, I'm not sure. But whoever wherever he goes, we'll we'll follow him, not to the extent that we follow Kendrick Davis, obviously, but um <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be interesting because he was so good for that UTEP program the past few years. So I know he's been there, basically their only consistent score the past couple, besides exactly. Bryson Williams before he left. But. Exactly. So, all right, let's get to the women. This was interesting on a few accounts. So we have North Texas trading Jay-Z on Jackson for Jocelyn Moore pretty much in the made decision category. Uh, obviously, Jay Zion Jackson goes from North Texas to UTEP, which is kind of a bomb. Like that's yeah. kind of that's pretty crazy. Like that you that's don't pretty wild. You don't leave North Texas to go to UTEP. There has to be an ex- external factor here that we don't know. I'm assuming. Sure. I, I don't. I don't know what it could be, but North Texas was better than UTEP. UTEP was extremely disappointing this past season. And North Texas, you know, location-wise is in a good spot. Um, they're going to the American next year. I don't – I mean, UTEP's staying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know this decision. I don't know Jay-Z. Obviously, I don't know Jay-Z. I don't know what went into this. But on paper, this is weird. I wonder if it's – because we always hear about, you know, players who decide to leave. But we don't really hear much about like maybe players who were kind of pushed out, not pushed out the door, but like shown the door a little bit. Right. Yes. Cause like there are, you know, there are coaches who want to get better. And if they feel like they have a better option coming in, you know, yeah. the, the, for, for a good reason, there's a reason why those conversations don't come out. But yes. like, I do wonder how much of how much this might be because you, yeah, you look at the roster and you're like, or you look at the teams, you're like, Oh, uh, wait, Nah, that that don't make that math don't make right. That mm-hmm. don't, math don't make sense. But you, I don't know. I wouldn't be. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if Jaylee Mitchell was like, "Look, we have." If she feels that good about uh, Jocelyn Moore coming in, right? Where she's like, "I, you know, you have we have." I feel like I can get players like that. Probably give us a higher ceiling. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, look, you're gonna be fighting for your place next year, right? It's not a just because you start. You were a starter for us." you know, maybe that's a spot where she saw, Hey, we can improve on this. 
you know, you're probably your minutes are probably going to get cut next year. Yeah, I, hmm. that's it's an interesting topic because again, you look at this on paper, you're like, there has to be something that we're not accounting for here. Right. Right. It just doesn't make enough sense here. Yeah. I Nine don't points a game. Um, I'm trying to think of what uh, three assists, four rebounds, yeah. like started every game for him. No, very, very, very solid player here. Yeah. And so that, that is and just an from Dallas, like from the yeah. area. <laughs> that's, that's, this is just, this, this makes zero sense. Yeah. So, I think you're, you could be right. Like, let's say that is an option that could have happened. Um, if that is even a possibility, I think North Texas is wrong for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think North Texas is in any position here, considering the, the success or the lack thereof that they've had the past six years sure. is in a position to turn away talent. So that's where I'm like, that. I, f- I feel like that's tough to believe. It had to have been something that, pushed her from North Texas or pulled her to UTEP that we don't know because mm. that I just there and maybe North I mean North Texas again like you said if North Texas sees they got Jacqueline Moore and then they're like okay we, we have this other player we're trying to go get in the portal as well or or if it's if, or if they got Jacqueline Moore and Jay-Z on Jackson's like oh yes that's what y'all think of me all right I'm, I'm out you know yes I w- I'll just say this I wouldn't I don't think it has n- I think it's a non a high, greater than zero chance that the Jocelyn Moore transfer was like, oh, okay. Like se- from somebody, from somebody's perspective, whether it was yes. Jaylee Mitchell saying, I think she's better and can make this team better or Jay-Z on Jackson saying, oh, that's what y'all think of me. I'm out. You know, I think the second option is, is, is very, oh, is, yeah. a, is pretty like, like if we put a percentage on it, I was like of the percentage chance that this is why she transferred. I was put the second option, at like 20%. First right. option, maybe like five, 10%. So yeah, that, that makes it interesting because you can tie these two together and Moore and, and Jackson and like how they operate. So Moore mm-hmm. going from UIW to UNT, Jackson going from UNT to UTEP, and then UTEP losing Katio Gallegos and Destiny Thurman. They're just everybody's playing hot potato at this point. Who knows? Katio Gallegos think, might be might be heading to U, uh, UNT for all we know. So. I was gonna say they should go somewhere in Texas just to continue it, and then they. Um, obviously, Kati Gallegos and Thurman UTEP had a really disappointing year. Gallegos, I mean, very disappointing season for her. That's uh, a, we, that's the weird one because she's, I mean, she's from El Paso, so like <laughs> that's that's the weird part. That's I have no clue where she's going to go. Put it that this way. feels like a three way. This feels like a three way trade here. UIW <laughs> gets Destiny Thurman. Gallegos right. goes to UNT somehow, and UNT sends something to, to back to UTEP as well, like a. Like this is just feels really weird. Like these Tradition. players leaving their home city, yeah, for for not great reasons on paper. So, um, but yeah, Gallegos, we'll see. I don't know where her stock is at this point because two years ago, if you asked me, I'm like, oh, she can go play anywhere. Like she can play in the yeah. Big Twelve. Uh, now I'm like, I have no idea. I was about to say, yeah, Katia Gallegos was really. I I don't think UTEP's uh. Uh, uh, fall off was I, I think she played her kind of fall off a little bit definitely had to do with UTEP's fall off because sure. she just was not the player that we thought she was at the beginning of the year um, sure. and so hopefully maybe maybe it's maybe that's kind of her thing and where it's like hey maybe a new environment will just help yeah. me out so. all right uh, other big names here we have a lot of big names let's start with Texas yeah, L- Lauren Ebo Audrey Warren Latasha Lattimore all enter the portal all were contributors on last year's team. Lattimore a little bit less than Ebo and Warren, obviously. I mean, that's two starters. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lattimore was still a contributor for a yep. lot of the season. So how concerning is it? What, what do you think? I mean, I again, I have no idea. doesn't really make a ton of sense on paper. I mean, these right. are good players. Warren, especially, who has now two years under Schaefer, two winning seasons under Schaefer. Uh, Ebo and Lattimore are both freshmen, correct? If I'm not no, mistaken, he was a senior. Sorry. Oh, I get her confused with the, the wing. Yeah. No, 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 I get her confused um, with the, Aaliyah Moore. Sorry. Oh, okay. Don't ask me why. <laughs> I just get them confused. Uh, anyways, yeah. So they've had multiple years on the Schaefer now. So yeah. uh, it doesn't make sense. What do you think? Um, I'm not too upset about or too concerned about Lauren Ebo. Um, I think that. This is just kind of a little nudge in the back for Deanna Gaston to get going. Yes. Um, and then you mentioned Aaliyah Moore. I mean, she is somebody, you know, she's a freshman. She is there, somebody who 
they're probably hoping comes in and plays a big role. I believe they also have Amina Muhammad from DeSoto coming in. Um, so they have some size. So I'm not, I wouldn't be too worried yet about that loss. Um, but Audrey Warren's to me is gigantic. Um, yeah. Best defender, you know, whatever you think of Rory Harmon on that side of the ball, but you know, one of the best defenders, veteran presence, like at this yeah. point, I mean, that's just wild to me. Like I think of Vic Schaefer and I think of Audrey Warren, like that style of player, right. She was only, she only played for him for two years, but in, in those two years, it was hard to think of somebody that like embodied what he wanted out of a player more than her. So like, that's, that's going to be interesting. And like, I don't know, does, does she like, does she decide to stay in the big 12, right? Does she go back home? Cause she's from Fort Worth. She go to TCU. Um, I don't know. Here's the weird part because when we look at women's basketball in comparison to men's basketball, men's basketball, obviously there's that, there's that early thirst to get to the NBA, right? Yeah. Like if something's not right early, or if you're a graduate senior, you're going somewhere to raise your NBA stock. Mm-hmm. Audrey Warren doesn't have that push, right. you know? And so that's where it's figuring that out, that aspect out of it to me is interesting because obviously like we know it's, you have to stay, they you stay four years in women's basketball, then you go to the pros. And even at that point, you know, there's 12 teams, you know, limited roster spots. You don't mm-hmm. make as much money as in the NBA. So I'm, I'm curious and I would, I'm, I'll, we'll try, I'll try to get on a podcast. Like I'm curious as to what the mindset is of changing teams when you're already on a top 10 team in the sure. Like, sure. It could have been something with, maybe there was a flare up with Vic Schaefer. We don't know about, you know, maybe something happened right. that, that we don't know, but as far as in on the men's side, I feel like a lot of times it's pretty direct. Like we can be like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, Sam Williamson's leaving Louisville because he didn't play. And now he's going to Texas or now he's going to SMU because he wants a bigger role and he wants to raise his draft talk to get, you know, playing time. Mm-hmm. Oren was starting, you know, Evo was starting like that's what makes it so much more difficult for me on, on, on the women's side to, to, to figure it out. Cause like, where's Audrey Warren going to go? Let's say she goes to throw out, give me a random school, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, sure. Let's get, say she goes to Texas A&M. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm literally just sitting here waving my hands. I, I have no clue what this, what, what that would do. Right. For her. I think, uh, so, I mean, I'm looking on Twitter right now to see if there's been any news. She was on a visit to Georgia this past weekend. Um, but it's I like, mean, again, okay. it's like, I don't know. I was about to say, it's like, it's like, come, okay, come cool. yeah, she, it's like, yeah, she could probably start on Georgia, but it's like, she could probably start on plenty of teams. And like, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know what she's, is her goal to continue playing consistently. Right. Or is her like, does she, I don't know. Does she not like her role at Texas? Does she think she can do more That's, than just be kind of the dirty work, you know, defender who can kind of shoot occasionally. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Like, I think she's good enough to start on basically every team that's not South Carolina in this country, in the country. I mean, it's not like she, if she goes to Georgia, it's not like she's going to be putting up 15 shots a game here. Fair like, no, that's, that's damn, fair Georgia too, was yeah. a damn t- good team. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, all right. I mean, when you look at it, yeah, she started, she played 26, she played the fourth most minutes of anybody. Ebo, yeah. I mean, her and Ebo played over 26 minutes a game. Right. Um, early in the season, Warren didn't start. Mm-hmm. I mean, she started later in the year, but I mean, they were filling with the lineup so much. I mean, you know, Shay Holly at times started over her. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, there were moments where Matharu started over her probably. I mean, there, it, it was a weird year. Yeah. But like, I don't know. You come back. I feel like you, you look at this team and you're like, all right, this is a top 10 team pretty much in all aspects. So yeah. Uh, who knows? I mean, I'll get Kim Mulkey on the phone and tell her to go after Audrey Warren because that'd be, that'd be pretty, pretty sick. She's so a, she's a, she's a Kim Mulkey player. Like, exactly. It's like, yeah, she just fits. <laughs> exactly. Just play defense. So, um, but yeah, that, that was interesting to me on the Texas side. Again, I'm not too concerned about Lattimore, Evo, I think they are replaceable. Warren's skill set is so unique that it does make it difficult. And not for nothing, think, she was hitting shots in the yeah. – she was making threes in the NCAA tournament. She was keeping them afloat a lot of times. So mm-hmm. I think uh, 
I mean, now they lose Ebo, Warren. Last year they lost Celeste Taylor, and then Joanne Allen Taylor's going pro. That's a lot of replacing you got to do for. Hey, they like, got they got youth. They have Harmon, Hunter. Um, Hunter didn't play this year. Aaliyah <laughs> Moore, Aaliyah Moore off the they wing. Do Moore still. And then the DeSoto player you named. They got they got they'll be okay. They're just gonna go be. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll be okay, but it's just like man, that's a lot of veteran presence just gone. You know. It is. It is. Um, all right. Two more huge names. Well, one huge name. Um, let's start with Stephanie Vischer from SFA. Because this one uh, caught me off guard a bit. This my one heart. caught me off guard a lot. But this one, similar yeah. to the Samuel, or similar to what I was talking about on the men's side, this one makes mm-hmm. sense a, a decent amount. They, yeah. She was unbelievable the past two years. I mean, and beyond. She was unbelievable for SFA. Gets them to yeah. a tournament back-to-back years. As a 12 seed, can't make it out the first round. Um, she should play anywhere she wants to play. And I think that's pretty, pretty simple. I, yeah. I mean, Vic Schaefer, go knock on the door. <laughs> I mean, anybody, any, every school, every school, go knock on the door yeah. of Stephanie Vischer because she will be one of the better players in the country next year when she's finally noticed. She was already one of the better players in the country. So Sure, sure. I think – um i'm trying to look so there's an interesting twitter account that i have no idea if they're connected to or not but they tweeted out something uh the scandinavian college athletics agency and they are followed by uh one of the sfa uh, assistants so i want to say there's something there okay they tweeted something about stephanie fisher saying lots of program interested obviously but you have an advantage if your school is located close to or in greenville florida columbia south carolina or chicago what uh, are those Scandinavian hops pot beds or something like that? What? Wait, what? What Where is Greenville, but, Florida? I don't know. I don't know. Greenville, Florida. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. But I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm just reading the tweet. Okay, that's all I'm doing. Is reading. That is hilarious. So no, you should have just read that off as fact. I mean, like according to I know right Scandinavian sources. sources tell me. No, I was, I was yeah, I was about to say you just sprinkle in the sources on there. Sources, sources. say if you're located in Greenville. Oh uh, no. Um, I don't know. Like that's it. Look, I can, she can start anywhere in the country, right? Like you mentioned it. Um, she could star anywhere in the country. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know where she could go. Like, I really don't like when you're looking at somebody who's like purely international, right? We've talked about Ju Jang and Sule boom. They, they're like, they're, they're, they count as national, but they're, they're from like Oakland. Yeah. Right, like Stephanie Vischer is from Sweden. Like her dad lives in Sweden. Um, I don't know what you know where else she feels connected to. You know, is the whole country basically open to her, right? Or is she open to basically the whole country? Where it's like I'm already three thousand miles away. I don't care where I'm at. Um. So let's let's take that into account here. Greenville, sure. Florida. Yep, is <laughs> pretty close to Tallahassee. Yeah, Florida State. Um. And it's also not, it's like right in the middle of Gainesville and Tallahassee, slightly towards Tallahassee a bit. Yeah. So Florida State on one side, you got Florida over there, Gainesville on the other side. Uh, What was the South Carolina one you said? I think it was just Columbia. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. uh, Well, Stephanie Stephanie Fisher off the bench. Bring her off the bench. Best best six woman in the country. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just. Yo. You that think well, you thought you all thought you were getting rest with the Leo Boston going to the bench? Nah, here comes Stephanie Fisher to run the Stephanie floor. Fisher. Um, like Charlotte is up there, I guess. Like if you yeah. want to like look. I, I think the only requ- to me, I think the only thing is I think she wants to make the tournament. I th- I feel well, like she, that's like I think she wants more. You think like what? Like she made the tournament. They made the tournament. Last but I think she wants to. Make, That's what I'm oh, saying. She wants. Oh, yeah, sweet, sure. Sorry. She wants a yes, sweet. I yes, yes. Team. I should have elaborated. Yes. Elaborated. I would think she wants to make a run in the tournament. Because like 2020 gets canceled. They thought that was their best team. Yeah. 2021 obviously turned out great. They end up blowing a lead, and then last year they end up losing in the uh, first round again. So like, yeah, I. I I th- yes, yes, I, I should elaborate on that. I think she wants to actually make a run in the tournament. Where's the University of Illinois? It uh, is Champaign. I don't know how close it is to Chicago. But. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Yeah, so 
I, I well, there you go. There, there well, are that, the that, sources say. <laughs> sources Ishmael reports live. <laughs> Narrow it down. Top three: te- Florida State, Florida, South Carolina, and, and then, Illinois. You're, you're throwing the schools out there. I just That's the top the four. There you go. Ish reports. Run with that. Oh my god. Definitely anyway, uh, <laughs> other schools. Uh, at least according to that mysterious Twitter account. I don't know. The Scandinavians. I wasn't going to believe it until I saw the director of player ops from SFA I already followed them. So like, I feel like there's something there. So uh, you better, you better report it anyways. Ish, we, we need the inside scoops that nobody yeah. else has seen here. Um, what other, like, I mean, she could play anywhere. She could play anywhere. I was about to say, just, she could, like, I'm just really saying, no, like, Oh, what level could she? It's like, oh, I mean, I, I need if, to get if Kim Illinois Mulkey. did go after her, she could play for Illinois. Like, I need I to get care. Kim Mulkey on the phone. We have two. Definitely. <laughs> you got two, you got a back. Vish, um, uh, yeah, Stephanie Vischer and Audrey Warren need need to come to LSU, so I can cover them in person, and we can we can we can make some magic happen <laughs> at the tournament. Um, so yeah, we'll see where she goes. That was a bomb. Uh, Tavi Diggs from TCU had a pretty mm-hmm. disappointing year. Um, well, the entire TCU team had a disappointing year they won two games in conference i think it was yeah uh lauren hurt even had a disappointing year so um yeah well i I don't know where her stock is that'll be interesting to watch but i mean again if we're just talking about a player that maybe didn't have as much shine at a a high major and wants to drop down a bit Hmm. north texas from dallas yeah i mean go wherever smu north texas you can take your pick there i know i only named two teams but Take your pick between one of those and right one for us, so we can keep all the players in state. It makes it easy on us to know where everybody is. But um, yeah, I think that's everybody. Yeah, basically, I think we. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So at least for now, you know, we'll be, obviously we'll have to keep these going periodically. I don't know when's the, when's the deadline. I know football's deadline is May first. Like yeah, that's the portal. Football, is, that's the football deadline. I don't know when the basketball deadline is. I'll have is to like. Is it not till like August or something? I don't know. I feel like it's something ridiculous. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see if there's a string of breaking news. Like if there's like two, if Vischer commits and then like Ramey and Shannon commit, then we'll probably right. do a podcast like a breaking podcast and emergency podcast but other than that we'll continue to update y'all we are continuing to lay out the guests for the summer and the off season and whatnot i think that'll be really fun so stay tuned for that in the future but this was a transfer portal update for all y'all hope y'all enjoyed it follow us on twitter at uh, dct basketball follow ish at ishmael r johnson follow me at matthew bruni underscore leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast check out all the content at texasbasketball.com uh we thank y'all for listening and we'll talk to y'all later